Every year, Kim flies to Kenya to be part of a teaching exchange program, and in the bonus room, she shares some of her experiences of working with students in Kenya. So if we go to another thing that you're doing, um, that is an exchange program in Kenya and I believe also the Dominican Republic. And so talk about how that got started in, in, in Kenya. So those are... Um... <laughs> It has, those are two projects that are included in the distance teaching and learning lab within Jacobs School of Music at IU. Um, Tunoise Kimuziki, which is the project in Kenya, was we started that about... And that means? That means through music, everything is possible. Okay. Um, so th- about 10 years ago or so, to 11, maybe 12, we started with a friend who actually just passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, she, her daughter had taken Swahili here in, in Bloomington um, through high school, because that's what a person does in Bloomington, is take Swahili in high school. Oh, really? So she, uh, when, when this daughter graduated, then the family went on a trip to Kenya. And uh, while they were in Kenya, my friend um, Diana Nixon reached out to music educators there and um, made specific contact with Wilson Shatandi, who they talked and brainstormed and threw around some ideas. And uh, she came back from that and said, hey, you want to do a workshop in Kenya next year together? And I thought, well, sure. Yeah, why not? And it was just going to be a one-time thing. It was, it's kind of like rock, right? It was just going to be this little thing. It was just going to happen. And then, and then we're 10 years later, and it's been going on, and it's turned into the it has also organically evolved into this year-round thing that offers teaching artists in the States a chance to be mentored in the art of teaching online and young musicians in Kenya to actually be taught on their specific instrument, um, which maybe they wouldn't otherwise have access to a teacher that's specific to their instrument. So um, then we also do a workshop usually once a year that brings everybody together into the same place and um, has some sort of intense, it's basically camp, basically music camp in Kenya. And we get to do some intense learning and some intense teaching and then have a celebration performance at the end. And and the first time you went, was it sort of intimidating in terms of being in a really different culture? Did it feel really different to you being there? And if so, uh, how? I mean, yes, the the... The cultures are definitely distinct, but I think probably probably the two biggest differences that I noticed were that the students in Kenya were really actively hungry to learn, the ones that we were interacting with. Like so excited about lessons. And if, if one was there having a lesson, there would be four others, you know, attending at the same time and asking questions and, and figuring things out and applying to their lesson, which was the next hour, for which everybody also stayed. And, you know, really just hungry to learn and uplifting each other. You know, not, there wasn't that, again, not the spirit of competition, but the spirit of real, really lifting each other up and saying, you know, I struggle with this, but this other person over here is really good at it. You should talk with them. And I remember you said you said that, uh, like, if, if one person learned a piece or a song, like a week mm-hmm. later... Everybody knew it because right. that person yeah. would, would, would teach them. Right, yeah. That is, and that, that spirit of artistic generosity, I just love. Love, that's, love, that's love. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And then the other, the other big cultural difference that I noticed was just this open welcomeness. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like every everywhere, everywhere you go. Somebody says, Karibu, welcome. This is your first time in Africa? Karibu. This is your first time here? Karibu. You've, uh, you're, you're just stepping into the classroom today, but I just saw you three hours ago, but I'm glad to see you again. Karibu. And, you know, very, very just welcoming, enveloping, warm, embracing. Is What are the finances like over there? I mean, are these people living in poverty or are they comfortable? There's a variety, like, like at a lot of state schools here, I would say, you know, think rural state schools here. Mm-hmm. in which you might you might have somebody that's from sort of middle to upper middle class and then you might have somebody else who is working three jobs to pay for books. Right. So there's there's a wide variety there. I think the that overall the education the public education institutions might overall not be quite as funded as we are accustomed to in the states. But having said that, education is highly valued highly prized, highly respected. So it, the families will go to great lengths to sacrifice to get their kids to through schools. Mm-hmm. I, I, my wife teaches Kumon. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that learning system, K-U-M-O-N. And, yeah. okay, and, sh- and she said, I think this was maybe in Taiwan or something, but there was one family, they sent their, their child to Kumon. They paid for their child to go to Kumon even though it meant that their electricity was turned off in the house, that that's the emphasis they paid on on education, mm-hmm. um, and that's <laughs> that's really admirable. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's hard for for those of us that are in such privileged societies to even imagine that kind of sacrifice. You know, what would what would that mean for me? What would that mean? I that would mean that we wouldn't be able to talk, you and I. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I certainly wouldn't have a computer. Mm-hmm. Never mind internet. Never, never mind electricity. Right. So the, just the the weight of the sacrifices. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. So you, you go there once a year? Generally some. Well, the workshop is the once the workshop is once a year and we'll probably go um, maybe a little bit before and stay a little bit after. And we may go other times during the year if there's an opportunity to to you know do some in-person teaching but but the the plan is at least once a year Mm -hmm. and you've had several people come over from Mm -hmm. kenya to the jacob school of music and you have two people who are either getting their doctorates or have gotten their doctorates Mm -hmm. yes yep and the there's one young man who went to malone Mm -hmm. university in ohio and then there have been three who have come here to as you said, are, are finishing up their doctorates um, in voice now. And and I have to say, they have continued to teach through Tunuwezeki Muziki. Since they mm-hmm. got here, they have been teaching students back in Kenya. Wow, how great, how great. And to get a doctorate in voice at IU, they must be very good. It's nothing to sneeze at, let me say. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good and, and just amazing workers and beautiful spirits, both of them, both Eddie um, Baraka, Moni, and Sylvester Makobi. You know, different people and different voices and different talent sets, but, but both very extraordinarily kind people and really talented musicians. That has to make you feel so great to be a part of something like that. I'm really proud of them and their work and what they've, what they've worked towards and what they've accomplished and what they're going to do. I mean, 
<laughs> between the performing and the teaching and the arts admin and the and the making connections for other people, they're they're already doing good work themselves. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and what are their plans that. after they have their doctors? Um, to teach. To teach. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I know that that at least one of them would like to go back to Kenya very very soon, and the other one would like to, in short order, after that. To teach in Kenya, then. In Kenya, yeah. Bring what they've learned back to to their home country. Yeah. Wow, exactly. How great! It's that, it's that spirit of generosity again. Yeah, yeah. Well, this I mean, this is, this is so great. Have I have I missed anything that I should have asked you about this? <laughs> because I because I think it's such a you know a great and important program. Well, um, the teachers aren't, but most of them are, are students who are just finishing up or leaving university, but, but we have a couple of, of people who are long-term professional teachers as well. So I, sh- I would invite anybody who might be interested to, with, in, in teaching or in participating in this program to, to be in touch because there's always space for, for enthusiastic and um, cheerful teachers. So you would not have to, if, if you were, let's say if you were a, a student and wanted to be involved in this, you could do that? For sure, yeah. If I understand we you have, correctly. Mm-hmm. We have even a, a, a lot of graduate students, but even a couple of undergraduate um, education majors who, who teach with us. And um, <laughs> I think to date, three or four who have come back to me and said, you know, this, this line on my resume is what got me my job. Because really? of the, the cultural competencies that are involved with it and the, the capacity for teaching online in a, in a creative and, and pedagogically sound way. So if somebody listening to this would somehow be interested, how would they get in, con- would they get in contact with you directly? Mm-hmm. Yep. My, my IU email is probably a good contact. K-C-A-R-B-A-L-L at IU. Okay. So just go to the, or, or just going to the Indiana University, um, Jacobs School of Music and they can find you there and then just yep. send you a message. Yeah. 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 Okay. Always happy to welcome folks into the project. <laughs>